Hey witch, I'm Luna Saranova, and you're listening to Good Witch, Bad Bitch. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So excited to talk to you guys today. Um, Today, we are just having a casual conversation about something that I am interested in. I haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about it, Um, and it's like a mysterious part of the um, spiritual community, Um, and that is the idea of getting cosmetic procedures is, is it, quote, high vibe? Um, And I think that you will find differing opinions in the spiritual community. I just wanted to share mine, I guess. So get buckled in, get excited because we're going to chat all about it. So basically, I don't know when I questioned this, but I guess it first happened when I got a tattoo and I was just curious, like, what do people in the spiritual community say about that? Because there's a lot of like purists in you know, the online community who, and in the real life community who are like, you know, eat clean, don't wear any makeup with chemicals, you know, don't wear any fabrics with dyes. Like, you know, there are people who are purists and, and, and things like that. And then there are people who are also in the vein of like, basically changing your body less less in terms of like tattoos and more in terms of cosmetic procedures changing your body would be like bad for your spiritual health um in the same way of like maybe how like some feminists would maybe say that it's not healthy uh like in in the mind psychologically or you know emotionally to change your body to make yourself fit a specific image of what you think you're supposed to be, or even like trying to make yourself more attractive to, you know, society or the male gaze or whatever. Um, And I was just like curious when I, when I first was interested in this. And honestly, I could not find a ton of information on, you know, what do people say about this? I was just curious, like, what are people, what's the vibe? What are people saying? Like I said, this started with like a tattoo because I don't know, (laughs) this is so silly. Sometimes like if I have a tattoo appointment, I will get so nervous and I'll be like, oh my God, am I like going to regret this? Like, am I ruining my body? Like, is this bad? I ended up one time seeing this um, article about like how um, I think... I don't know. It wasn't like a Western culture. It wasn't an occult religion, but it was a spiritual um, religion. Like maybe like, maybe it was Ayurveda or I don't want to like misspeak, you know, so I'm not sure, but I think it was something like that and uh, maybe Buddhist, but they were talking about how, um, tattoos like open up your body spiritually and like make you more susceptible to like psychic attacks and the reason I like reading this stuff and looking up others opinions is because I feel more 
like I can understand my opinion based on my reaction to reading that. So when I when I read that, I was like, no shot. Like, no, I don't agree with that. Um, you know, meanwhile, keeping an open mind. Um, and I just think it helps me so much to see like, okay, what do I think? Like what, what things resonate, what things don't. And that absolutely did not resonate with me. I was like, I, I just, you know, I'm not going to like bash it or whatever, because everyone's beliefs are their own and valid. But for me, I was like, you know what? I, I don't super vibe with that. So I ended up kind of like, you know, thinking about it, ruminating on it and deciding that tattoos are tattoos. And I don't think that they inherently will weaken your spiritual defense. I do think when I also don't think that they like will change your life. Um, I do think that they are like having affirmations next to you all the time. Like you will see it and you will interpret that symbolism. So don't get something that has a bad meaning to you or like reminds you of something bad um you know i have a tattoo that i got covered up lol a tattoo i got when i was 18 that meant a ton to me in the moment and when a couple years later it started to represent a really bad time in my life and a bad person (laughs) in my life i was like yeah i'm gonna cover it because it's it doesn't do good for me anymore. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's totally okay. And it was actually like a really spiritual transformation for me to take something that represented such a horrible, unsafe time of my life and put something over it that represented my spirituality and my psychic gifts and abilities and just the occult community in general. And you know, the beautiful void that is the universe, like transforming that thing into something that meant so much to me was, like I said, a transformation. And it represented that change in my life and that um, journey from one place to the next. Um, And I recently saw a tweet thread that, and I, girl, I got to get off Twitter. Let me tell you that I need to get off Twitter because I swear to God, every time I sit down to film a podcast, I'm like, I saw this dumb thing on Twitter and I just realized I need to get off Twitter. Um, But I saw this tweet thread and it was like, why you shouldn't get your uh, Zodiac glyph tattooed onto you. And it was so insane. (laughs) It was so, you know, respectfully, I disagree. Um, It's talking about, you know, people perceive that if they perceive it as something different, they're projecting that image onto you and then your tattoo will represent that. And it's like people are going to project their image of you onto you regardless. Getting an Aries tattoo or a Gemini tattoo, whatever it is, getting that tattoo will mean nothing other than what it means to you, to you, you know, like if you get a Leo tattoo and someone is like, oh, that's like a blah, 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 blah. Even if they don't say it, they just think it, they project that onto you. It doesn't matter because of the like emotions and the intention behind what that means to you. And that's exactly why sigils work. And I know this person in that tweet like tried to explain it using sigils and it just truly, Twitter astrology will always make me confused and like they are so sometimes so pretentious and saying the most ass backwards shit (laughs) 
and like always with these weird rigid rules and always fear mongering because that's the stuff that goes viral like that's literally the stuff that if you're scaring someone if you're telling someone that this tattoo of your zodiac sign is going to ruin your life like yeah it's going to go viral is it true no and so anyway they were talking about sigils in that sense but it really didn't make sense because sigils if you guys don't know are symbols made out of words specific to whatever phrase you decide to come up with whether it's an affirmation or something you're trying to get um so like i am prosperous and then you would either cross out the vowels or follow the sigil diagram to create like the 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 symbol that will become out of that word basically um it's a very personal progress process. You can find like pre-made sigils, but I exclusively work with sigils that I've created because when you create that sigil, um, it's like if you're using herbs in your practice and you can either go buy, you know, these pre-dried herbs or you can grow your own herbs, cut them and dry them yourself. Which one's going to have more of your intention in them naturally? obviously the ones you've grown. Now that's not to say you can't get the same amount of intention from ones that you've bought, but it'll take a lot more conscious effort to put the intention into those herbs. You know, like, cause when you're growing it, like you're spending that extra time, you're, you've, you're uh, like your energies, you know, are getting merged. And that's exactly what happens when you create a sigil. As you're creating the sigil, you know, hopefully you're thinking about your intention, you're, you're putting it into the imagery and it's it's making it that much more powerful. So all that to say, your intention behind that is a million times more powerful than what fucking Tom over there is interpreting from your tattoo. Everybody is going to perceive you in their own way based on their beliefs, their blind spots, and their experiences. And there is nothing you can or should do about that because it's not your business. It's not your problem. That's one less thing to worry about. You know, you can't go through life caring about what they are going to think and changing what you do, how you live, and how you express yourself to be perceived in XYZ way because genuinely you can't control it. And I think that's liberating because it's just one less thing to worry about. (laughs) You know, it's like control what you can control, have fun, and who gives a shit what they're going to say or think. So that whole Twitter thread was like crazy. Long story short, I have came to the conclusion that like tattoos, like I said, they are not inherently affecting your spirituality. I think they can be amazing reminders of your spirituality and can therefore help you in that way. They can be reminders of anything, you know, again, like I said, don't, don't maybe get a tattoo that reminds you of a bad time or, or something. Um, I think that they can be used to benefit you. I think that they can end up being spiritually draining or negative, but I don't believe the act of tattooing like naturally weakens your spiritual boundaries. Um, you know, and that was like my first experience asking these questions. Um, and later I was like, okay, what are people saying about cosmetic procedures? 
because this is like a hot button issue for a lot of different groups. And I was curious what people would say in the spiritual community. And let me tell you, there is like not a lot of information <laughs> and do not be fooled. Do not be fooled. Okay. A lot of your favorite spiritual gurus have gotten cosmetic procedures and it's not something people should be obligated to tell. You know, you don't have to tell anybody anything that you've done. But I, again, there's like, I mean, back when I was like a beauty YouTuber, you know, there was always drama because there was always some, you know, beauty influencer getting a ton of work done and then just saying, oh, well, I used this skincare or I used this and then trying to sell a product saying that it's natural or from that product. That's super, you know, not good. <laughs> like that's disingenuous. That's damaging for a lot of like young viewers. But I think there's like a nice middle ground where you don't have to tell anyone what you've had done unless you want to. Um, but you also shouldn't be like, don't get cosmetic procedures. I woke up like this. I'm so much better, blah, 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 which is like totally a thing out here in LA. Um, and like, honestly, like in any big city, like where people, I don't know, where there's a large population of people of privilege. Um, so that's a more like ethical, moral, social view of cosmetics procedures. But I was curious of like, would getting a cosmetic procedure be antithetical to the idea of self-love, you know, accepting your natural state of, of existing? And let me just like tell you what I've discovered because it was definitely like a question that I had to work through a bunch. I had like, you know, I'm so... um. I don't know. I really believe in accepting yourself as you are. But I guess here's my like long story short. I came to the conclusion of you are a you it's your body. You are allowed to do whatever you want with your body. I think that like I use makeup all the time. The intention is what's important. I I mean, used to feel when I was younger and like I had really bad eczema, I would not go to the grocery store without makeup because it was my, you know, safety net. I didn't feel confident without it. And that to me is not healthy. I, you know, and it, it I don't know, it might be healthy for somebody. For me, in my experience, it wasn't healthy. So I had to go through um, this experience in my life where I had to become okay with being, you know, makeupless, having eczema showing, you know, having my skin condition on display and being okay with that. And not only just being okay with it, accepting it and loving myself and knowing that my worth is not connected to my attractiveness. Because being a female identifying person, like a femme person, in America and in a lot of countries, we are told that our worth is directly based off of how attractive we are, which is perpetuated by the media. It's perpetuated by the culture and, and everything, you know, like in movies, the good person is attractive. Like that's like, 
that's what you're supposed to be. And not only just like attractive, blah, 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 attractive to society and to the culture right now. And as we know, like societal beauty is constantly changing. The trends, you know, skinny versus thick, this versus this, long hair versus short hair. And to try to keep up with that is a horrible mind game to play on yourself. So I still stand so deeply in the idea of you need to become happy and in love with yourself for exactly how you are. Um, and that, my I guess my philosophy with makeup also trickles over to my philosophy with cosmetic procedures. Now, this is anything from like, um, you know, elective plastic surgery to Botox to lip fillers to um, facelifts and all those fucking like LED light shit or whatever, <laughs> like the fat sucking machines. I don't know, you know, and what I came to the conclusion of is the same as what I did with makeup. You know, it's your body. It's your vessel that you are experiencing the world in and like it's your car right like it's like you can paint it however you want you can get upgrades but then keep in mind that you're also not a car you're a human being and your body is living and you shouldn't i don't think that you should invest in these things to look like something that you're not to like attract somebody else or to be you know perfect or to fit into this this stereotype or whatever um you shouldn't do it to fix anything um my example is i had always been very insecure about my nose growing up not because i didn't like it i didn't know anything was different about my nose until people started you know, in middle school making fun of me or bullying me, calling me names and stuff. And that is when I was like, oh, okay, well, this is something I need to change. Um, and for all of high school, I wanted a nose job. I like begged my parents to let me get a nose job and they didn't. And I always wanted one. And I, you know, wasn't until I started loving myself and accepting that my nose is different not saying like oh my nose is like the you know cult is culturally beautiful like my nose is not what western society views as perfect and i completely embrace that now and i no longer want to change it i worked with affirmations and i worked with not trying to be something i'm not if that makes sense I accepted my nose for what it is and its differences. And now I love my nose. Like genuinely, this sounds like a infomercial or something, but genuinely now, like I really love my nose and I love that it is different. And I think a lot of times when we're trying to accept ourselves, we're like, oh, it's okay. Cause it's, it's, it's like pretty, it's like this, it's this. And I do think my nose is pretty, but I, I know that it's pretty from a different perspective like it's pretty not because it fits into the crowd or is like the button nose it's pretty because not a lot of people have it and 
a big thing for me, like in my, like a more practical thing is I looked at celebrities who had noses that were not like the button nose. Gal Gadot has like a unique, it's not like a big nose or anything. It's a, it's a unique nose and it's gorgeous. And I don't know, there was like a trend on TikTok a while ago about accepting big noses or whatever. And I thought it was so beautiful because when I stepped out of viewing beauty from a Western like view, like an Americanized view, I got to understand what I personally found beautiful. And then too, like I'm rewatching Pretty Little Liars, which was like my favorite show growing up. It's really fun. It's kind of insane if you haven't watched it. Um, and one of the main characters, Spencer, has a bigger nose like it's not like an upturned button nose and that was so important to me in my childhood like in high school years and now watching that show again i'm just like yes and she is like beautiful like she's gorgeous and in the show she's like always getting all the guys <laughs> and i think that's a wonderful representation because that is real like that is real you don't need a button nose to be attractive like you you don't need to look this way to be attractive and basically i i in a million different ways came to terms with that and accepted my nose and embraced my nose and like rock it now. And that is an example of realizing that that is not something I wanted. I didn't want a nose job. I was conditioned to think that I wanted a nose job. However, another thing, we're gonna talk real talk. Here's some tea. I have had cosmetic procedure done. <gasps> Gasp, you guys might know. I vlogged like, <laughs> this is the thing. I can't hide anything from you guys because I like make videos all the time and I vlogged and like you could tell because <laughs> it was still swollen. I had lip filler last year. Um, first time I'd ever had anything done and still my only time I'd, have an I'd had anything done. Um, I haven't had anything since. Um, I got lip filler in November of last year and it was fun. And I guess like that's the attitude I went into it with. I don't think it's anti-spiritual or anti-feminist to get work done. I think that it all depends on what you're, where you're coming from. My lips were never made fun of. Like no one ever was like, oh, ha ha, like your lips are so small or whatever. Like I think I had like one comment once that like my mouth was small. I'm <laughs> like, what kind of comment is that? That's so weird. Um, it was like from another girl too. I was like, what? Why are you looking at my mouth? Like what's happening? <laughs> um, and so different than my nose. Like I said, my nose people like made fun of me all throughout school. And I later realized like, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't want to change it. I had just been conditioned to think I needed to. My lips were different. My lips, no one had ever said anything about. I'd always gotten compliments. I wanted, like I overlined them. And so I was just like, I don't want to overline them anymore. And I just like want to see what happens. Like I just want to get lip filler because I'm curious and I just want to experience it. And also that's like a temporary thing. You guys might know it only lasts like six months to a year. Um, and so it was like low stakes. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that I needed to save a whole bunch of money for. It It wasn't something that I knew was irreversible. Like it was low stakes. And so I did it and I liked it a lot. Um, and 
I feel like that came from a very healthy place. And now that they have almost basically dissolved, I don't feel like, oh my God, I need to go back and I need to do it. Um, I don't feel that like unhealthy tie, like connection to it as I did with my makeup when I was, you know, really un uncomfortable going without makeup. Where nowadays, like I'll go weeks without wearing makeup um, and I feel totally confident, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, the lip filler situation was a lot a lot more just chill. It was a lot more laissez-faire. It's like, yeah, I just want to try it. And like maybe someday I might get some more again, but I also don't feel like I need it. I also don't feel like I particularly like want, like I'm like, I could spend that money on something I'd rather, you know, want a little bit more. And like, I think I'll probably get Botox someday. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that I'll probably do that. <laughs> um, and I've always said that after I have kids, if my boobs change a bunch. Maybe I'll get a boob job. Um, that's just been my personal like desires. However, this brings us back to the original question. Is it high vibe to get cosmetic procedures? I don't think it is like any vibe inherently, right? I don't think it's high vibe to get it. I don't think it's low vibe to get it. I don't, I think it is all about your intention going into it. I do not think you are less spiritual if you get fillers and work done all the time. That changes nothing, okay? It changes nothing. And I don't think you're any better if you have never gotten any work done, okay? I don't think our spiritual bodies work like that. Um, obviously, what you're putting into your body is something you're putting into your body, but it, it's no different than food. It's no different than makeup. So if you're going to be a purist, be go all the way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no one's better than anybody else spiritually for how they present their bodies, right? So if you're wanting to get a procedure done from genuine intention of you want to do it because you want to do it, do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is an experience for you to go through and i don't think it changes anything you know i i think if it's a crutch or if it's hiding an underlying issue that issue will always be there until you solve it like i said with like my skin or like my nose like getting a nose job was not going to fix that because and i honestly think if i would have got a nose job i would have felt sad afterwards i wouldn't have felt because, you know, it wouldn't have been for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been for the overall collective or, like, whoever was saying that stuff. And there's always going to be something that someone thinks is, you know, not perfect about you. And, again, this just brings me back to live life according to what you want to do. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say. It's just, like... It's just an interesting concept and I think it's fun because I do think there are like a lot of people who are purists who are like, don't put anything artificial into your body and and then they're, you know, who knows. So it's like, yeah, do whatever you want, but please know that if you're doing it out of hate for yourself, you cannot hate yourself into a version of yourself that you love whether that's makeup, injectables, you know, surgery, clothing, dieting, blah, blah, blah. 
you cannot do things out of hate and expect yourself to feel loved on the other end. I feel like that, did that make sense? You can't hate yourself into a version of yourself that you love. You know what I'm saying? Like that hate is not going to change. That societal pressure is not going to go away unless you face it head on. You need to figure out how you feel. You need to figure out, is this something I want? Is it something I want because blah, blah, blah? Or is your reasoning like, well, I want it because then I'll be more pretty. Pretty to who, babe? Pretty to who? (laughs) Who are you trying to impress? Do not. Like, (laughs) be you. Be you. Do what you want. Do it for you. Don't do it for you to impress somebody else. Don't do it for you to get a guy's attention or to, to whatever. I fully believe if you do it with the intention of doing it for you, you'll be good. If it's something you want, because like, treat yourself. I want a boob job because I fucking want it. Do it. Do it. Have fun. Absolutely. No one can tell you what you should or shouldn't do besides you. Okay? And I think that by having a different look, for example, like me having a nose that's not westernly perfect, it's an act of revolution against the machine, against the... uh views of what beauty is when i'm out here being fucking sexy with small titties (laughs) and a different you know nose i am showing the world i'm showing younger me that i don't have to confine myself to these standards to be hot to live my truth to enjoy life do you know what i'm saying you don't need to change yourself to be attractive it's all about the energy. And if there's a part of you that you're like, I want to fix, but I actually, I, I'm using that term of fix. Like, I think that it's maybe because I think something's wrong or I'm not pretty with it or I need to look different. Look at people, look up like celebrities or models with that, right? You know, if it's thin lips, look up like models with thin, thin lips, you know, models, like whatever it is, you know, if it's a big forehead, like this is literally what I've done with every one of my insecurities right? Used to be really insecure about having a big old forehead. Tyra Banks, Rihanna, like, okay, you're good. (laughs) Like, if they can rock it, you're good. You too. You know what I'm saying? You know, celebrities with big noses, celebrities with whatever, like, celebrities who are plus size, like, all this stuff, you will find inspiration. And don't get discouraged, because a lot of times when I looked up, like, celebrities with big noses, it was like, celebrities who got nose jobs and you're like fuck that's that's not what i wanted i don't want to know about that like i want to know people who are rocking it so don't get discouraged don't feel like you have to change yourself um you know like the amount of joy that i had when i looked up the actress who played spencer in pretty little liars and saw that she still rocks her nose she never ever changed it and of course she could have if she wanted to she could have that's her that's her place to do it it's not my place to tell her what to do But when I saw that she didn't, from the little child inside of me who was always insecure about my nose, she felt so happy. And that's, again, another part of why I'm, like, open about this stuff and why I'm not going to change my nose. Because I think that the younger generations look up to us and need to know that they're hot, they're okay, they're perfect, they don't need to 
change to fit this mold of what society says is pretty. So yeah, circling back, cosmetic procedures, get them if you want, make sure that you want it, okay? Like with anything, it needs to come from you. And when you stop trying to fit yourself into this silicone mold of what society says is hot right now, you know, look at trends, like look at trends, look at what was hot in the 90s. You'll be like, what the fuck? Just get out of the mold. Don't let your brain be brainwashed. Like find what you think is beautiful, you know, and just live your life feeling beautiful as you are because honestly the most beautiful people are people who don't fit that mold because like you walk out here in LA you see all these people who look the exact same are they attractive hell yeah good for them but what's more striking and attractive is people who are owning exactly how they are or just vibing, you know, not trying to be anybody else. I'm not, I'm just trying to make sure that I don't come off as like being anti-cosmetic procedure because I'm totally not. And like, I'm totally all for whoever wants to get whatever done. Um, Literally just on the principle of it is none of my place. Like it's not my place. It's not your place to tell anybody else anything. Like we all have bodily autonomy. Okay. Um, But I just want you to know that you don't need to change yourself. So I hope my examples were helpful. I tried to give some of like both sides of the coin, right? And, you know, be supportive of you for whatever you want to do and just open the discussion for like how cosmetic procedures like fit into our life spiritually, right? Because I think that everything does intertwine with it. And um, yeah, like I said, I mean, same with tattoos. It's like you can you can do it and have a positive effect on your spirituality or you could do it and have a negative effect on your spirituality or nothing could happen. You know what I'm saying? Like literally like when I got my lips done, I was like, cool, this is fun. Didn't feel very different. You know, like it, it didn't feel like I had damaged anything and it didn't feel like I had in, improved anything. So that's my take. I hope that was fun for you guys. Let me know if you enjoyed this ramble. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you have any questions or any ideas. I love you all so, so much. And I'll see you all next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd encourage you to stick around. I've got tons more content for you here on the podcast and over on YouTube under my name, Luna Saranova. Make sure to follow me at Luna Saranova on Instagram for everyday witchy content. And if you'd like to share your support in a super easy and free way, go ahead and rate this podcast to let others know what you thought. My books are open for tarot and astrology readings. I've just released two new specialty readings, the Good Witch Reading and the Bad Bitch Reading, each to help you connect to your higher Good Witch, Bad Bitch self. Go ahead and check out my website for more details on that. And if you're ready to up your Good Witch, Bad Bitch game with a group of fun, supportive, and loving witchy friends, you should join my Moon Fam on Patreon, and you'll get access to our group chat on Discord, our book club, and other behind the scenes and exclusive content that you'll only get on Patreon. All right, love, I'll see you next time. Until then, go forth in your life with the power and love of the Good Witch, Bad Bitch.